0: This podcast should not be considered as medical advice. If you are looking for medical advice, please contact a licensed physician. But do find someone that has a brain and can think critically about what's going on in the world today. This is the Collective Resistance Podcast with your hosts, Leo and Fabiola. We will be discussing why we find ourselves resisting the narratives of the common collective, as well as why the common collective resists new information. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Benjamin Franklin.
1: to platforms
2: like Facebook. They're killing people. I mean, it they really... Look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. A pandemic of the unvaccinated rang through our media all week long. But I think it was even better and restated and repackaged by White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. She had this to say.
3: Our point is that there is information that is leading to people not taking the vaccine and people are dying as a result. And we have a responsibility as a public health matter to raise that issue. The responsibility we all have, the government, media, platforms, Public messengers to give accurate information. Go ahead. About the
1: the 12 individuals that are on that separate site, it's not from the White House. Mm -hmm. I don't have the source in front of me, but we've read it as well. Can you give give us a sense of who those individuals are, as was asked before? And what specifically, you've you've given a tough message to the social platforms that they should do more than social media platforms. What, from this podium, is the message to those individuals, the 12 of them, who are responsible for 65% of the misinformation that's out there?
3: the message is the same message as it is to every person out there who has a platform, whether that is an elected official or that is a person who is a civic leader. Uh, The vaccines are safe. They are effective. If people take them, they will save their life in many cases. And so our message to everyone who's sharing misinformation is that you the steps you're taking are irresponsible they could lead to people's uh people getting very sick and people ultimately losing their lives why don't we all participate in a process that will help provide accurate information out there
0: i saw a meme this week that asked Can anybody point me to the one time in history where the side that was demanding censorship, segregation, propaganda, radical education, papers to move freely in society, plus government forces going door to door to demand compliance, were the good guys? That almost sums it all up because you won't be able to find a time when that was the case. But here we find ourselves being asked to make that very leap. If we've done anything with this podcast, I think any reasonable person can see that in any given episode, there are at least one or two points worthy of further discussion. And we have the God-given right to explore those ideas and understand why they may be wrong or why they may have enough merit to stand up to scrutiny from our leaders. We now find ourselves amid a major push, a push that sees most of the world leaders, celebrities, and mainstream journalism personalities pushing the same messaging that the unvaccinated are the problem that's keeping this pandemic going. But the facts don't bear this out, but we aren't presented with the facts. In fact, we aren't presented with any data at all. We simply get the finger waved in our faces with this made-up accusation repeated over and over again. And we all know how intoxicating a repeated message in a sea of fear can be for most. But this major push, is it actually bad news? Or is the pressure showing the weakening of their grip?
2: Hello, everybody. Um, Welcome to This Week with Mary Holland from um, Children's Health Defense, the president of Children's Health Defense, and myself, Polly Tommy. Um, We've got a busy week, and I just want to say before we start, um, bear with us when we go through this, because it's really interesting, the articles we've got in this week. It looks like it's doom and gloom, but in fact, if you follow the timeline of everything, they're in trouble, aren't they, Mary?
4: They are. They're getting desperate,
2: Polly. They are it sounds bad.
4: They yeah
2: it sounds bad uh but but that's because they're in trouble exactly so let's talk everybody through some of the articles of um the last week and why we know that we are winning from these articles right let's start with the defender children's health defense so lots in the press about the urgent threat of vaccine misinformation so the u.s surgeon general um, and the rockefeller foundation announced big initiatives to address this urgent threat of vaccine misinformation. He's calling on tech companies to crack down. And on the same day, the Rockefeller Foundation announced $13.5 million in new funding to combat vaccine misinformation and disinformation. Uh, They say they are, the US Surgeon General says that these people, whoever they are, are prolonging the pandemic and putting lives at risk. Then Megan Regshaw, in The Defender again, wrote an article about uh, entitled The White House to Ask SMS Carriers to Monitor Vaccine Misinformation in Private Text Messages. They are planning to engage fact checkers to dispel misinformation about vaccines sent over social media and text messages. This is part of the administration's attempt to get more people vaccinated for COVID after failing to reach its goal of 70% of American adults to receive at least one uh vaccine dose by july the fourth so there's the beginning of them panicking wouldn't you say mary
4: absolutely i mean polly let's just be very clear that the government itself cannot directly censor people it violates the first amendment we have the freedom of expression we have the freedom of the press so they're asking social media platforms essentially to do this and this goes to the heart of the lawsuit that Children's Health Defense filed against Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg and their fact checkers last August saying they cannot be proxies for the government. And our position is that they are in fact doing the government's bidding. And so our case is gonna be going up on appeal uh, to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, but this is This is an issue that goes to the heart of democracy. You cannot have a democracy with censorship. People must have information to make up their own minds and vote their conscience. And this makes that impossible. If the government is going to decide what we read and what we say in our private text messages, we are no longer living in the United States. I mean, this is then really we're no longer living in a democracy at all.
0: Fabiola, how are you doing this evening?
5: I'm good, Leo. Up late. Up late Continuing our fight for freedom. freedom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we all fight in different ways, and this is how uh, we fight right? Or I shouldn't say fight. I mean, we don't want to call it that. We want to, we just mean we want to stand for mm-hmm. what we believe in, right? And That's our uh, stance. And, you know, we're talking a little bit about free speech here, which is, you know, something that this country is founded upon. You don't have free speech in uh, a lot of countries. And, uh, you know, I think how we, we set that up initially here is, is, uh, you know, how the crackdown here for this greater good purpose, um, mm-hmm. you know, which we know there, there are many holes in that, um, you know, it, it, it's not going to take us anywhere good. But uh, you did want to, uh, let's just talk about some of those clips that we, we listened to there. Initially, we had, um, uh, uh, that was a clip from the High Wire, Big Tree's The High Wire, where um, he was uh, looking at a uh, soundbite from President Biden and uh, then Press Secretary Jen Psaki, uh, where, you know, basically they were kind of admitting that they were, you know, having the, uh, uh Telling the social uh, uh, networks that you know they should uh, maybe look at you know do, doing some more work mm-hmm. on on uh, muting these voices because mm-hmm. it's costing people their lives. Yeah,
5: having the social media platforms do the government's bidding.
0: Bidding, yeah, and then uh, we uh, ended it there with the uh, Polly Tommy clip from the Polly and Mary. I think it's their know, podcast. Go, podcast, and uh, you know Polly is obviously uh, she's near and dear to us. We've met her.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, she's interviewed us.
0: She's interviewed us. We we There is an interview with the two of us and Polly Tommy somewhere on the internet. We, mm-hmm. we found it not long ago, but then I, I lost it again. I no, have no, it. You have it? Okay. Yeah, I have it. Um,
5: but Polly is the co-producer of Vaxxed. If you guys haven't seen the documentary, I know some of our listeners have. It's a great documentary on vaccine safety and uh, CDC fraud. Um, it's been heavily censored, and a lot of people, when you bring it up, say you're a conspiracy theorist. Just so you know, but it's awesome information. Uh, so Mary, um, and Mary Holland is the Children's Health Defense CIS president.
0: Yeah, and I thought that uh, y- you know I- we we always. You know, visit about some somber topics, you know, and, and uh, I think we are seeing, even though the, the, the pressure is ratcheting up, I think we are seeing some pretty major wins. And I think because we're seeing the pressure ratchet up, I think that's showing that we are leading this and they're really trying to play whatever cards that they have left and, mm-hmm. and really trying to incite a bit of a... Uh, a two-way war between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Mm-hmm.
5: Um, it's like, it feels like their less push here.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, and it's so incoherent. You know, I mean, it's just like uh, uh, you're killing people. I mean, literally, if if you've reduced, oh,
5: they said we're killing people, and they also said twelve people are responsible for sixty five percent of the misinformation.
0: You you know, that's a good point. That's a good point. (laughs) I
5: mean, come on,
0: twelve people. I mean, how? And and I was actually even surprised on who's in that list because I was like. Oh man, I mean, I mean, I know who most of them are, but I mean, there's a few of We're them. We're
5: not on that list. <laughs> yeah.
0: but there's a few of them. I'm like, uh, no, there's some people way more uh, influential than those individuals. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it's it's uh, it's really interesting. So those
5: twelve people are how do they call them again?
0: The misin or the disinformation dozen. Yeah, yeah, we've we've talked about them before on on mm-hmm. the podcast, and uh, we haven't we had named them outright. From them. Yeah, yeah, we have probably heard clips from most of them. Yeah, uh, uh, on this, but uh, uh, and
5: they're very courageous individuals that make no money out of out of this. That have pretty much their careers just. I mean, they're highly censored. You can't even find them on Google because you had someone bringing up, where is all this information? Where is the other side of the spectrum speaking?
0: Well, so I did did have... You can't
5: find them because they're heavily censored.
0: Well, and and I don't know, I didn't get to dive in super deep, but I did have a friend, you know, call me and, uh, you know, he he was listening to the uh, local news radio and uh, you know they're talking about it's a talk radio station, and and they're talking about um, you know COVID related topics and whatnot. And and uh, you know he was saying like, man, I'm about to drive my car off the side of the road because where is the other side? There is no other side. I mean, it's like you're either you're either super excited about the vaccine or you're just like, I'm not sure which one I should take. <laughs> but but, but there, there's nobody uh giving the the and and think about it we're not talking about like five percent of the population that hasn't been vaccinated you know we're talking about like 50 percent of the population so half Mm -hmm. of the united states has Mm -hmm. either not gotten vaccinated or are not fully vaccinated under the the terms of the multiple shot um
5: you know what is the really 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 sad part about this is the people that have been injured and the people that have died Oh, yeah. That have been completely ignored, dismissed. Their stories don't make headlines. But they are out there. Their st- stories are out there. There's a telegram group. What is the name of it? If you're wondering. Well, there's wondering, COVID vaccine
0: reactions. I know there's that one. There's um, the
5: vi- uh, the victims, I think.
0: Yeah, and it's nuts when you go it through there. It is so
5: sad. There,
0: there's also people that... Um, and this is a little
5: COVID bit. COVID vaccine victims. Yeah. If you guys are on Telegram, which is one of the only platforms these days, they're still private.
0: Um, you know, it, it's interesting. There's so much information. There's so many things running through my head. And I'm like, I know we can't shove these all in here. Yeah. Some some of them are a little bit disjointed. But, um, it, it. you know, this weekend we also saw a ton of... Um, of uh uh, protests around Mm -hmm. the world in Mm -hmm. fact the protests are getting bigger and bigger and uh, something to me that that really shows that that we are making an impact and i'm not just saying us but i'm saying you know the 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 other half of the world that is not vaccinated um, you know who or 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 maybe you are vaccinated but you still believe that it should be someone's choice to Mm -hmm. do so and that you should not be um, relegated to a second tier of society if you don't choose that for yourself, especially when there are treatments that uh, uh, have much longer studied safety records, You know, like we've talked about around ivermectin and, and, and hydroxychloroquine and whatnot. So you know, to, to, uh, to say that half of the world doesn't deserve a voice, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. especially so with my friend. You know, listening to the radio, uh, you know, he's like, "Where is the other side?" And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm chuckling a little bit, and I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, the, the revolution will not be televised, or in this yeah. case, it will not be on the radio. I mean, it
5: won't be on the platforms, the social media platforms, and you know, this vaccine debate. I mean, there hasn't been." The other side hasn't had a voice for decades. So this is not new. It's just...
0: It's now on everyone's radar. Yes, it's yeah. on everyone's. Well, well, and, and the 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 uh, news radio station that my friend had called about, I I did actually called into that program um, uh, before and and uh, got on the air, and uh, they were talking about this was way before COVID or anything because we were still living in Kansas City at the time, and and uh, they were talking about vaccinations in school, and and so you know they were looking for someone. Uh, which was interesting at the time. You know, they were looking for somebody to. You know, is there anyone who wants to take the other side of this? And you know, <laughs> and, I, and and I called in, and, and then, uh, you know, I kind of served them up a uh, a spoonful of uh, uh, not what they were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, you know, they hung up on me. You know, and I and I was not. Uh, I was cordial, and and uh, and you know, they were uh, very. Um, uh, punitive you know they were they were trying to punish my viewpoint rather than uh, actually debate it you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and 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 walk through it. it. It was much more, you know, you're irresponsible and all this, and I can't believe that you would expect that. And again, we're not here to talk about vaccination in general, but I mean this this actually has been something that's been percolating because it's the very act of being able to make those decisions for your family or for yourself mm-hmm. that we've been uh, stalwarts around. You know, we've been wanting to mm-hmm. to uh, uh, cement that right. Yeah, I mean, we we think it's our God given right. You know, but I mean, as far as in how the government uh treats these things we want that uh, protected and we want lawmakers that realize that uh, uh you know we should have the right to do that and and um you know so with that said uh in that clip with um uh Jen Psaki and them you know they were talking about these 12 individuals and one of the individuals Actually came forward and, and and released a statement, you know, because uh, you know he was so taken aback, you know, f- for being singled out as mm-hmm. one of these twelve people. So we wanted to we wanted to just kind of uh, uh, play his uh, um, response. His response. So let's let's take a listen to that.
6: and I'm the founder of Greeninfo.com. We are an open source website database that you can access the peer-reviewed and published research on a variety of topics. In fact, we have over 10,000 different topics that we have research indexed on GreenMedInfo. Those include natural substances. There's over 1,700 of them that we've indexed research on. For example, our turmeric page has 3,000 abstracts showing the relevance of turmeric to over 600 health conditions. We also have topics such as medical diagnostic technologies and interventions that are conventional, such as vaccination. So one of these topics of 10,000 has received the majority of the attention lately, which is that we have called into question the statement that vaccines are unilaterally, unequivocally, a priori, safe and effective. If you go to the CDC's website right now, that is the statement that they are putting out regarding COVID-19 vaccines. They are safe and they are effective. They also state that of the 4,000 plus deaths that are presently uh, listed on the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, the government database that tracks what they call post-marketing surveillance of adverse events related to the COVID-19 vaccines you'll find that they also state that they investigated all of those cases and that they are coincidence, that they are not cause and effect. So because we reference research that calls into the question whether vaccines are safe and effective for everyone, we have been subject to international attacks. And recently, the president of the United States, President Biden, specifically called myself and my beloved wife, Dr. Kelly Brogan out as killing people due to putting out misinformation on this topic. So this is a very strange and very concerning situation because I am an American citizen who is doing what I can to share information that comes from public databases, moreover, This is my body, I believe it's my choice, and I believe you have the same rights. And that is all that I have stood for and will continue to stand for. But what's happening is they're using a tactic where they're trying to make it seem like there's only 12 people that are responsible for what they are calling the majority of the misinformation out there related to COVID. Now this tactic is being used to target, intimidate, and scapegoat and also distract from the fact that there are tens if not hundreds of millions of people that also share our values, who believe in basic inviolable viable parental rights, that believe in informed consent, that believe that this is a body that we have to cherish, we have to protect and that we are responsible for and therefore we need to make choices that are informed with the best science as far as risks, as far as benefits. The COVID-19 vaccines are only out there being deployed because of an emergency youth authorization. This is not being validated for safety and effectiveness through the normal long-term safety studies that are required. It won't be till 2030 that these studies will even be finished. So how is it that you can't reference that fact and point out that this is a medical experiment Without being attacked, without being called literally a killer. That's why I'm asking everyone to stand up with me and make it known that it's not just 12 individuals, that there are literally millions of people out there that share these very basic values, that are willing to stand up, let their voices be heard, and communicate to the world that they no longer will, you know, allow what is An egregious attack against law-abiding Americans who are simply trying to express their constitutionally protected, God-given, you know, civil rights, their natural rights as humans on this planet. It's that basic. So at this point, while there have been many attacks, I will say we've had huge amounts of support over the course of the past year you know, an organization calling itself the Center for Countering Digital Hate, a highly Orwellian and ironic uh, term, has been focusing their efforts on you know, disseminating what are blatant lies and mischaracterizations about myself and other health uh, rights advocates, basically claiming that because we are pointing out the evidence that's already in the public domain, You know which is again that yes there are risks that are life-threatening associated with vaccinations and that we should be able to choose at the very least and not be bullied or coerced or certainly not be mandated to participate in these experiments because of this organization having such broad influence working obviously in tandem with the medical uh, industrial establishment, pharmaceutical companies, intelligence agencies, and the media, we have been put in a position where we've lost literally millions of followers You know, over the course of a decade, have voluntarily elected to hear from us. And now we are being targeted in a way that I'm concerned not just for myself, but for the many millions of other individuals who will potentially themselves be targeted if we do not stand up together. So I'm asking you to lend your support. Uh, Go ahead and take an action with the campaign, uh, more than 12. It will only take 30 seconds at most. And together, I think we will work on bringing in that very world that we all know is possible, where we are seeing our own government live up to its, you know, uh, mandate, which is to protect the rights of its citizens, and not attack citizens who are exercising their basic human and and their civil and constitutionally protected rights. Thank you so much for your support.
0: It was pretty well said from Sayer G mm-hmm. uh, of greenmedinfo.com. Um, we're familiar with very familiar with him and his wife, yeah. uh, Dr. Kelly Brogan. Um, I mean, I just would find it so hard to believe that anyone could l- – you know listen to that and not say okay this sounds like a reasonable person they are trying to do Mm -hmm. good work if you've gone to their website you know that i mean it's just a wealth of information you know obviously when it comes to health um you know you've got to divide between you know more health options versus uh uh, allopathic you know Uh, uh they're clearly more on the uh naturopath type side but i mean uh, it's, well,
5: uh, Kelly Bergen, she's actually she's a, an, MD. an MD.
0: Yeah, she's an MD. Um, I'm just saying more. I'm not saying they don't have a lot of they data. They do
5: actually have tons of you know peer, peer reviewed studies yeah. on their website about even conventional, as he said, conventional medicine, um, and they talk about the other or drugs that might be effective.
0: I've always found the website to be a fantastic resource. I've always enjoyed uh, reading, and I think he's done a great job putting that together over many years.
5: And isn't it interesting? Here he is, and other 12 people, accused of misinformation when their websites are censored, their videos are censored, and then Jen then is not spreading misinformation, according to her, saying those vaccines are safely and effective. I mean, the CDC, just as uh, um, on July 16th, updated their, um, uh, let's see here, VARES, okay, so VERS had an update on the, the numbers of deaths related to the vaccine, to twelve thousand three hundred thirteen reports.
3: Wait, I mean,
0: they had like a bunch that just hit it mm-hmm. all of a sudden, but they removed them. And that was them, a sharp
5: they? increase from the six thousand and seventy nine deaths reported by the CDC the previous week.
0: And I heard they removed though; they're back down because they. were... Yeah, I don't know where huh. they threw these these this data out.
5: CDC revised the number uh, down to six thousand. I mean, I don't know what is there. But still, (laughs) 6,000 deaths. I mean, they used to pull vaccines for much, 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 much less than this. And the whole argument on the mask, if it saves one life. And now we're here with a product that's not approved, a product that it's not safe and definitely not effective when it comes to infections. I was just in a meeting... Uh, with a couple coworkers, and they were talking about uh, the n- increase of numbers, cases, which we know don't mean anything, but among the vaccinated, right? So, twenty-five percent of all the positive cases in our network, our healthcare network, are from people that received the received the jab.
0: I, I mean, I I really just I want I want to. Uh... <laughs> I just want to ask people who may be on the fence on a lot of the things that we talk about, you know, here that may be listening and just, I mean, do you see any issue just from a, you know, how our rights work, you know, as far as, um, Silencing voices. I mean, do you see that? And, and, and now,
5: good. They're going to go through our text messages. Yeah. And they're
0: going to, they're actually going to try to put banners on text messages if you're referring to things like ivermectin or mm-hmm. um, any of these individuals and content like that they're sharing. I mean, is that wild to you? Just to, just to think about the fact that they are scanning everything and then trying to put this messaging out so that you've got this, uh, a uh, uh, wrapper around it before you consume it. I mean, do you do you need that? I mean, do, do you not trust yourself enough that you can't read content and go, okay, yeah, this sounds like a bunch of BS to me, or oh, that's interesting. I want to know more. I mean, wh- why does it, why does everyone have to be uh, babied and have their hand held like this? I mean, why can't people actually engage? with information in order to make decisions about their life. I mean, are we, I mean, maybe we are now in a nanny state where everybody just has to be, uh, you know, put in a diaper and, 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 uh, Put over the the shoulder and and, and 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 you know pat on the back till the the burp comes out. I mean, this, is this where we are at right now? I mean, it's ridiculous.
5: Mm-hmm. And I just had a concerned friend reach out to me and say, "I'm so worried about you because I know you didn't get your shot and you didn't you and you don't didn't wear, wear a mask. your mask. Are you okay? I'm so worried. Now they have this new variant."
0: And we were—we uh, had just come back from a festival. I remember we, we were at that wine <laughs> festival, and uh, you know the kids were climbing rock walls and jumping on trampolines. I mean, it's just so wild these uh, <laughs> these head spaces that people get in, you know. And 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 again, I'll, I will come back to this. I've said it many times. The when you are in the fear tornado, your body will do some pretty crazy things to itself and you will think oh okay especially if you have a target right they give you a target of if you're feeling these symptoms it could be covid and you've got this fear around it because you're being marketed it 24 7 just like my buddy said driving down the street you know it's like man it's just With it's everywhere from
5: my diagnostic uh, from my test that is not a diagnostic test. <laughs>
0: Which, by the way, on that note, I did uh, see someone post that uh, the CDC has revoked use of the PCR for, uh, um, I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, that's what I saw. I mean, if that's true. The guy I found it from is is pretty uh, connected, so
5: I would be surprised. It would take a long time for everybody to catch up to this if this is drumming. How are they... What what other tests well, well, are they I, gonna I, make up? I,
0: I think it was they they were doing it because they had too many vaccinated people that were showing as positive, so they just wanted to like eliminate the 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 usage of it. You know what I mean in general or something. So what know.
5: is it gonna be? Just this...
0: well, I don't know. I gotta find. We'll we'll get more for the next episode there, but I did see that it was like a it was a little news bulletin. Um, but uh, so they gonna they,
5: use the antibody maybe? Maybe or? the antibody. Yeah,
0: could it be the antibody test. Um, but, you know, I mentioned earlier in the, uh, the show that, uh, really felt like we're winning and, uh, that things are coming to a head and, and that often means that it can get frenetic, you know, and frantic. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think we're seeing that, you know, the news is, you know, what these people are saying. Yeah um, I was just reading that, that Sean Penn, uh, he won't come back to the set of his new, oh. his new show until everyone on the cast and crew is vaccinated. And you want to know that?
5: Sure he didn't
0: You want to know the, I, the ironic part of, of the whole thing. I mean, there's so much irony, it's dripping with irony, but the name of his show is Gaslit. <laughs> that's the name of his show. So you know, God knows what the hell that's about. I'm sure it's taking the the, the uh, uh, everything we're doing probably and 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 uh, uh, you know trying to market to uh, the public that you know we're gaslighting people, pretending yeah. like nothing's going on when you know everyone's being ravaged by this. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, I mentioned it looks like we're really making headway because we are seeing so much pushback and and mm-hmm. to me i always think conflict is a good thing because
5: i am just so proud of these people they're just going out there and saying no i mean europe
0: well well, well let, let's let's listen a little bit ben swan who fantastic journalist. he he does his own uh, investigative journalism you know he, he's funded by his viewers and whatnot and uh he has a uh a clip here where uh, he actually went to Europe and he oh, was in wow. Europe reporting on the ground and uh, let's hear what he has to say
1: here Europe is rising up against COVID-19 mandatory vaccines vaccine passports and vaccines for kids in order to go back to school i am been Swan in Madrid Spain where just hours ago there was a massive protest here tens of thousands of people turning out and saying no to those vaccine passports. We're gonna show you video from here. By the way, it's not just here. We're talking about France, we're talking about Italy, we're talking about Greece, all across the continent. People are standing up and saying no. And yet the mainstream media, they're not gonna cover this, we will. I'm Ben Swan and this is Truth In Media. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I actually came here to Europe to see what's going on across the continent in terms of people standing up against uh, vaccinations, forced vaccinations and uh, COVID passports. What a time to come here because what I found after getting here is not only is that happening, it's happening to an immense degree. Take a look at this. This was the scene here in Spain just hours ago as tens of thousands of people turned out to protest mandatory COVID vaccinations. Covid passports, And those who marched were marching against forcing kids to be vaccinated before they go to school. But it wasn't just here in Madrid where these protests were happening. Hundreds of thousands of protesters turned out in cities across Europe, including London, in Dublin, in Paris, in Rome, in Athens. Some of the most powerful demonstrations happened in France, where demonstrators actually had tear gas fired at them by riot police. Police actually pushed back demonstrators, some parts of the city and there were also scuffles between police and demonstrators in France the reason for the protest, in part was because of pending legislation in France's Parliament that would set up a vaccine passport system within the country as well as implement a vaccination mandate for all healthcare workers in Italy it was much of the same thing as thousands of Italian demonstrators gathered in Rome Naples Verona and Milan on July 24th in Verona thousands chanted no green pass referring to the Italian government's decision to implement a vaccine passport like system for people to enter local fairs stadiums, theaters, or other gathering areas. London also drew massive anti-vaccine demonstrations with protesters once again waving flags and singing songs. Not only are people standing up, but they're doing so to the tune of hundreds of thousands. Ladies and gentlemen, this right here, this is the new global activist, the new global protest movement. But you better believe this, mainstream media, broadcast media, they're not going to cover it. They're not going to tell you that this is happening. They're terrified of what's happening right now. Hundreds of thousands of people collectively coming together. And here in Spain, one of the things that was being said is that if all the people come together, no government. They cannot stand against us if the people are united. That's what they were chanting here in Madrid just hours ago. And it is the idea of that that needs to continue to spread across the world. It's absolutely correct. The last thing I tell you is that the languages in all these places may change, but the words do not. Libertad here in Spain or Liberté in france or liberty in english it doesn't matter how you say it the reality is that is the mantra of this movement the new global activist movement for freedom i'll see you next time
0: again that was ben swan from truth and media and uh uh he gets audio fixed there he's got some other people (laughs) from the the cafe he's reporting from come through there but um the visuals, if you could have saw that, uh, I mean, literally just tens of thousands of people at all of these uh, freedom amazing. marches. I mean, I, I have to be honest, I've said it before. I, I mean, and I know that we aren't put in a similar situation as as a lot of uh, um, Europe is with the lockdowns. I mean, they're much, much strict over there than what we had to endure uh, here. And, and uh, I think that's probably why we haven't seen because, you know, I I did notice there were some um, uh, protests in New York and in California. And it was good to see people out there. But but they were pretty small by comparison where I mean, you literally had every street filled for as far as the drone could see in most of these cities in Europe. But you know, in in the US, it was, you know, maybe a few hundred people, uh, you know, in Central Park or something. like that. There might be
5: more because there was a protest, I think it was in New York with the actually people with posters of all the victims, victims their family members that died showed. after they took the shots so they it's happening here too yeah. and i think that if we get pushed i think the americans will get on the streets i mean i'm going
0: oh i'm with you i'm right there with you with the kids and everything we will be there you know this is what you've got to lay it on the line for i mean really i just want people i want to compel people that you have to... There are under- more
5: of us out there. There
0: are. And, and, and you have to be willing to get uncomfortable. You've got to be willing to get uncomfortable. And and if you're not willing to, then you're going to get railroaded. It's you're going to get railroaded by this, you know, whether they're coming to your door or whether it's in your workplace. I mean, look, you're going to have to stand up. It's going to get uncomfortable. Uh you know, I'm I'm completely prepared to uh uh lose my job over not getting this shot and then I'm going to sue so uh the, their pants off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if if that's the case and and uh you know, I, I don't think that 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 my employer would do that, but um, you know, if it came to that, I mean i'm I'm one hundred percent prepared to do that. and uh, because I think this is the hill to die on. you know yeah. what I mean, this is the push. and if you're not willing to hear, I mean, I'm really not sure what you are, what hill you are willing to die on, mm-hmm. you know, because they're just going to keep uh, going with this push and uh, um, you know, did you, did you have something you wanted to comment no, on? No, go that? ahead. Oh. I'm loving it. Well, what we, we did mention, you know, at the start of the season, we wanted to talk about, um, you know, some of the people behind the scenes that are kind of manipulating this. And uh, one of the early clips we played in this episode with Polly Tommy uh, uh, and... Uh, Mary from from their podcast, they mention how the Rockefeller Foundation
4: uh-huh.
0: has announced that they're going to be spending, I don't know, 13 to 14 million additionally to uh, do campaigns to fight vaccine misinformation. Um, and, uh, uh, a lot of people may not really realize who the Rockefeller Foundation is, but, you know, they're really one of these think tanks, which, you know, essentially they're brought in by government consortiums or corporate, uh, uh, groups that, you know, are looking to, uh, you know, set up, um, and understand, you know, how they can plan for the future and what they may need to do strategically to to survive in their given markets or with government, you know, what do they need to project as the risks and and whatnot that they should be um, uh, accounting for as they go forward and and uh, you know, if any of you saw the pandemic documentary, uh, they did mention the Rockefeller Foundation and the 2010. Analysis or report that was generated. It was about a, I think it was about a 70 or 80 page report. And uh, it basically breaks down a, a, an actual pandemic scenario and it's written as if it's looking back on it retrospectively, you know, mm-hmm. as if it already happened and uh, it's it's kind of explaining, you know, what occurred, what were the challenges, how did the governments respond and things like that. And then what are the outcomes and what can we take uh, or you know, whoever it's written for, what can they take? Uh, uh as as takeaways in in uh in order to to plan for the next one and um you know they don't dive too deep into it in pandemic but it was interesting because not that long ago maybe um i don't know how long it was when we when i sent you that clip of that guy oh
5: that was last year was it last year mm-hmm.
0: but what was most interesting it uh, was
5: like in the beginning maybe around july or august
0: but i forgot about that clip yeah (laughs) and then you
5: it's been on my mind but
0: then you said that you what, what did you come across it again
5: no i've been thinking about it because it was this person talking about it in 2014 it was
0: 2014 and it
5: was like everything he was saying was happening yeah in 2020 and we're like what the heck
0: Well, and and so, you know, the Rockefeller Foundation is one of those groups, uh, obviously, the Rockefeller family, you know, is is who formed that, you know, very rich, uh, you know, corporate magnates, you know, they uh, have done very well for themselves. And they're one of those uh, 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 families where, you know, they are. At the heart of a lot of these decisions that are taking place, whether it's from you know, I mean, they go way
5: back to like the Great Depression when the Federal Reserve was instituted. I mean, they're all part of that architecting. Uh, big Pharma, well, you know, it, how it, big Pharma was, uh, got so much momentum. How everything that was natural was erased from the books. All the natural doctors were deemed as quacks
0: yeah well but, I mean, but
5: they go way back
0: but you know these are the uh, uh th- th- this is one of those families which you don't hear a ton about mm-hmm. in the news i mean we all have heard the name the rockefellers you know and we we think of them as obviously a very wealthy family you know they did very well for themselves but i mean they're very much in the mix as far as pushing where things are going okay and so their foundation is the organized uh, wing of their family that that does this and so you know when we look at reports like the lockstep report that was shown in plandemic and then um, you know, we look at how they're advising the government, you know, and they're going to be doing this push around vaccine misinformation and whatnot. I mean, they're very much a player and nobody really understands who, who they are. But what where I thought was most interesting with this uh, particular journalist, he was a, he's kind of a private investigative journalist. His name is Harry Vox. And, you know, we tried to look up some of his more current stuff. He didn't have a lot of current things. I don't yeah, know.
5: we wonder what happened. to uh, Yeah, him. I don't
0: know what happened. Because there's him.
5: nothing new he, he, since last year. He
0: seemed like he was much more active when he pushed this, uh, when he did this particular interview. Uh-huh. Um, and this, I think, was at some local, um, you know, cable YouTube station. Channel, cable? Maybe? You, know, I think, it you a, think it was a cable? Was, station? Yeah, they mentioned it in the clip, and and I think it's like a more you know uh, uh, local access cable station and whatnot. And and he's a little bit of a frantic guy. But what's most interesting is just. Him walking through this document. <laughs> and, and, and you really need and to. And he
5: said the document is out there on the internet somewhere.
0: Well, no, I, I, I you have got it here. It? I, it's Whoa. on Telegram. It's on okay. Telegram. Um, but again, it's featured in the pandemic documentary. Oh, so it if is. you want to have a little bit more information there. But let, let's take a listen here to. Uh, Brace ha-
5: yourselves. Harry
0: Vox talk about uh, uh, this one here. Hang on. Okay. You got to love technical difficulties here, okay. The ruling
7: establishment has a lot of they, they will stop at nothing to complete their toolkit of control, right? So one of the things that has been missing from the toolkit of total control has been quarantines and curfews, right? Mm-hmm. So now, welcome to the new world in America where to get on a bus, to go through a subway station, if you think that the procedures at the TSA are onerous right guess this is coming to a bus depot near you it's a more invasive way and the ruling class needs this because let me say if the ruling class ever saw wide-scale civil unrest you'd see an ebola outbreak in america right away okay so this is what you see is that ebola is another tool in the toolbox of the ruling class of repression class to, yeah, to, of, to keep down absolutely positively 100 percent this is a tool right ebola doesn't just magically start spreading mm-hmm. and then we have this doctors that come back here the white people of course live uh, the two whites who got it or survived. All the black people I get it die. Uh, the white. It's very possible that uh, these uh, NG, one, of, one of these NGOs over there is going around uh, with a veil of uh, Ebola or spreading it from a small plane onto villages. The point is is to get hundreds of thousands of people infected with it and uh, create uh, the next phase of control. Now one of the things I'd like to show to back up my, uh, uh, my claims here, uh, here's a document from the uh, Rockefeller Foundation. Rockefeller Foundation, right there. You can zoom in on that, where my finger is. It's called Scenarios for for the Future International Development. The Rockefeller Foundation. All right. Okay. Let's take a look at what they're saying here. This is uh, something like a 50-60 page document. I'd like to, you to go to uh, page 18 if you can look at this up on the internet, but I'll read it off to you. It's called lockstep, lockstep. And this is a, a phrase that I used uh, right after 2001 when I saw the entire system of the United States, including the population, were in lockstep uh so the congress went along and yes it was Osama bin Laden and the people waved their flag and said i hate 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 and everything was in lockstep well in 2010 uh they published this Rockefeller Foundation and here's what they're saying they're saying that uh It's they call it a scenario. These are scenario narratives and they speak about it in the past tense So they put out this scenario lockstep a world of tighter top-down government control and more authoritarian leadership with limited innovation and Growing citizen pushback. Okay, I'll read a, a little bit of it in 2012 the pandemic that the world had been Anticipating for years nobody was anticipating a pandemic finally hit unlike 2009's N1H uh, H1N1 uh, this new influenza strain uh, originating from wild geese they use wild they use some scenario but this is Ebola. They're talking about even the most pandemic-prepared nations were quickly overwhelmed when the virus streaked around the world, infecting nearly twenty percent of the global population and killing eight million in just seven months. The majority of them healthy young adults. The pandemic also had a deadly effect on economies. You can see the you can see the agenda. Just naked, raw, naked control agenda written down and it's anybody's guess how this becomes effectuated in real life. So whether this is written specifically as marching orders or whether people take it upon themselves in the intelligence networks to say okay well this has been produced so this is the plan here but these narratives have to be written in advance because the intelligence agencies don't know how to do this these narratives. They need help. So these think tanks they come up with these like Rand Corporation, Rockefeller Foundation these are think tanks of death. They're not The think tanks, they're not there to find great ways to help people. Okay, the pandemic also had a deadly effect on economics. International mobility of both people and goods screeched to a halt. Right? which is what they want. They want a completely isolated world. right? Debil- debilitating industries like tourism and breaking global so- supply chains. Well of course they want tourism stopped because they don't, they're don't. they not in the tourism business and they want you at home in your house in front of the TV then they got you because once you watch the TV they, they own your soul. Even locally... Wait a second, we're on television. I mean commercial television, let's say. Uh, national, yeah. even locally, normally bustling shops and offices sat empty for months. Okay, so the, I love how they talk about it in the past tense in 2010. Right? The pandemic blanketed the planet, though disproportionate numbers in Africa died. <laughs> Southeast Asia and. Central America, where the virus spread like wildfire. It sounds like the opening uh, monologue of a disaster movie, right? Exactly. Now listen to, here's the good stuff now. But even in developed countries, containment was a challenge. Now here's this one. I love this one. The United States' initial policy of strongly discouraging, in quotation marks, strongly discouraging citizens from flying proved deadly in its leniency. So they're saying, oh, so they're saying that. No, keep going. Read it. Proved deadly in its leniency. So they should have been tougher, right? Accelerating the spread of the virus, not just within the United States, but across borders. However, a few countries did fare better. China in particular. The Chinese government's quick imposition and enforcement of mandatory quarantine for all citizens as well as its instant and near hermetic sealing off of all borders saved millions of lives, stopping the spread of virus far earlier than in other countries. So the message is: here is we have to look towards the Chinese, the oppressive totalitarian, totalitarian. Yeah, Chinese regime as an example of what we, we need to be doing here and of course the ruling class here loves the Chinese. Chinese regime because they have the they have demonstrated to the ruling class the most efficient form of authoritarian capitalism which is authoritarian capitalism so we have capitalism but unfortunately we have this like Veil, I get it. If we have this veil this of democracy. This uh, is yeah. very interesting. This is, Continue on. Okay. Uh, okay. China's government was not the only one that took extreme measures to protect its citizens from risk and exposure. During the pandemic, national leaders around the world flexed their muscles, flexed their authority, and imposed airtight rules and restrictions. You can see the agenda. Okay, no, call,
6: call, call, call.
7: okay. From the mandatory wearing of face masks to body temperature checks at the entries to communal spaces like, uh, that's what's happening right trained, now. yeah. But soon it's going to be like body, you know. I, it's It'll be at the subway. Yeah. they, they, they Well, now you're saying we'll be going through this in the oh, subway, get on buses and the subway, absolutely, things, things like that. And, and what, what this means, though, is you know, you know, don't think about having a you know a cigarette, a joint on you, or you know, I mean, basically, you can't. This is a, a dragnet for everything so if, if in order for you oh, in to other words, just like with stop and frisk This is ultimate stop and frisk. Uh, this is uh, the this ultimate is stul- cavity Stop and frisk. Cavity search kind of thing. All right, so during the pandemic national leaders run on their own. Flex their authority, you know they're, 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 they're uh, Now there's some good stuff. Listen to this. Uh, And even supermarkets, they want uh, body checks at supermarkets, okay? So basically, what they're saying is they're building a system where every move you make, you've got to go through them. You can't get food. What will if you go to the farmer's market? Here's the good stuff now. I mean, it just keeps getting better. Even after the pandemic faded, this more authoritarian control and oversight of citizens and their activities stuck. And even intensified. That's the whole point. So they're going to. So get rid of Didn't th- that happen already with 9/11? Uh, of course. And
1: 9/11 was how many? 14 years sure, ago, and sure. we still have all these uh, draconian. So rules they're going
7: to put the body cavity USA Patriot, in. and all that's right. Stuff. So in order to get to a supermarket, you got to have a body cavity search, and then when there's no more Ebola, evil, evil, uh, well, you know what? We kind of like this way because we have a complete infrastructure of uh, a a control grid. In order to protect themselves from the spread of increasingly global problems, from pandemics and national terrorism, to environmental crisis and rising poverty, Leaders around the world took a firmer grip on power. Well, What the hell would rising poverty have anything to do with imposing strict uh, citizen controls with face masks? So they're very sloppy stuff here. Uh, At first, the notion of a more controlled world gained wide acceptance and approval. I'm sorry. Nobody likes this stuff. Can, They're can just saying on, it. No, on. I have to provide analysis. We only have five minutes left, so that's Oh my god, okay. Citizens willingly gave up some of their sovereignty and their privacy to more paternalistic states in exchange for greater safety and stability. I mean, that's just a, a that's just a complete naked contradiction to the famous saying that if you think you're gonna give up a little bit of uh, security, I mean, if you want, if you're gonna give up your freedom for security, you're gonna get neither. That's the long standing thing and here what they're doing is they're not even ashamed or embarrassed to absolutely say the exact opposite They're saying yes we all want to give up our, our privacy and sovereignty for more stability and security and stability so you don't get that. When you give it up like that you get the shaft. That- when you give it up like that, you
0: get the shaft. <laughs> I also want to apologize to everybody. We noticed once I started playing that clip that apparently when I screen recorded it, I had the mic on and I was sitting out in the hammock today. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you can hear the wind and the wind chime. So uh, my apologies. But um, really, the, the the takeaway there to me, or there's a few takeaways, but... You know, number one, don't you find it intriguing that there is this document, this lockstep document that exists, and it is not a topic of discussion in the news? Mm
5: -mm.
0: I mean, they're not bringing it up and going, oh, look, we actually ran through scenarios about the pandemic like this, and we foresaw many of these things happening, and we either planned for them this way or planned for them that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And here's why we failed or here's why we succeeded. We don't hear about it at all. And that really ties into, you know, also in that pandemic documentary, the uh, event 201, Mm -hmm. you know, where they actually Bill and Melinda Gates, you know, uh, 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 funded and, and sponsored that event that happened just before the pandemic kicked off in October of 2019. And,
5: But it's completely unrelated.
0: It's completely unrelated, but but but, but, it's not. But I mean, you know, they walked through all of the things, and
5: I mean, how many clues do we need to figure this out?
0: (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, mean, again, those of you that are sitting on the fence, wouldn't this have been all over everywhere talking about? Oh, so you guys met. You walked through all these scenarios. Mm-hmm. How come you didn't have this stuff down once the pandemic mm-hmm. happened? I mean, you've been planning for it this whole time, mm-hmm. and you've been going through mock exercises. So, you know, you even said, like in Event two, one, you said that there was going to be a mass shortage. So did it dawn on anyone, any of you billionaires, you know, in the room to uh, make a bunch of freaking masks? You know, again, I'm not a fan of masks. I'm just saying, though, I mean, they made this big deal that there weren't enough masks, but nobody. The
5: Chinese was there to save the day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, just come on. This is so frigging easy to figure out. And it's so stupid that everybody is still sitting here thinking that uh, we have to hide in our houses. I mean, it's ridiculous. And we're just going to hand it all over. We're going to hand everything that this country uh, stands, stands for. for. It's just, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
5: Okay, should we wrap up? That was a lot. That uh, was a lot.
0: <laughs> man, I'm just so pissed off that that uh, mic was hot.
5: It was great. You
0: that, could you hear him. You could hear him, but, you know, God, I hate listening to things with. Oh, <laughs> 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 so, again, my apologies on that one. That's another episode in the books for the Collective Resistance Podcast. We're
5: winning, guys.
0: Fabby, what do you want to tell everybody? I want
5: to say we're winning and stay healthy, stay safe, and stay curious.